Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Happy New Year to everyone listening and to uh, Noah and Anya who are with me today. Hey guys, Happy hey, New Nikki. Year. Happy, happy New, New Year, Year bitch. I've already seen you, <laughs> Anya, in the New Year. Noah, I didn't get to see uh, you yet. And um, how, what did you do for New Year's, Noah? Oh, gosh. So we had a trip that ended up kind of being a dud. We uh, really? went to yeah. It looked great on Instagram. I know. Well, Instagram is I know, full of lies. Everything. <laughs> yeah, it is. God, you had some great like golden hour shots. Okay, of like burritos that I thought were had oh, were not burrito. even vegan. What are they? <laughs> and they are like they're vegan. I'm like, oh, they were even better than I thought. Yes, Tamerico, we're coming for you when Nikki Glazer's here on April Tamerico, 27th. She was on F Boy Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah i forget the impression of her that kirsten did but it was pretty good tamaris shout out okay it's like sorry (laughs) yeah that's pretty good um okay so you why was your little trip a bus so we were gonna go to a place called truth or consequences new mexico supposed Mm -hmm. to have like natural hot springs it's named after like an old-timey tv show we thought it was gonna be like sounds like it was named after a 80s movie yeah yeah so um (laughs) It just and we went over Christmas and everything was closed. Mm. I I have I feel bad for people who live in like rural areas because there was nothing to do. It was just nothing. we were in the Airbnb in the Airbnb just like we could have done this at home, <laughs> just watching TV and eating. Yes, yes. Where there's, I was kind of thinking about like having nothing to do. Like I I feel that way sometimes too. Where I'm like, there's nothing to do, but there's always your phone, you know. 
there's always something going on there. I was listening to the Courtney show this morning and um, Courtney yeah. was talking about how her power was out and the TV was out and the, but you have your phone. N- nothing's ever really that bad now. <laughs> as long as you I, have your 5G. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it was t- Truth and Consequences, did they have good 5G? Um, yeah, because there was like no no civilization there, so nobody else was on the internet. Are you and Avi the kind of couples that can like disappear into your phones and kind of be okay with that? Or do you have to like get out a board game or something? Like, so, Okay, so I was trying to do like a cleanse because mm. the holidays for me in all honesty are not good <laughs> why it just it brings up a lot of like negative stuff like you know because of my family that's mm. dysfunctional sure and um, and also there's no work to distract you from it i have no work to distract me mm-hmm. f- exactly like m- my my schedule is broken and for an anxious person like not to have a schedule it just I'm just in complete chaos. Yes. So I was trying to like not be on Instagram. I like fell into like a place where I started like looking through Instagram, comparing myself. Yes. And then also everyone's killing it on the holidays on Instagram. Loving families. Yes. Cute outfits. Like decor that, you know, like garland hung. Uh, Yummy (laughs) baked goods. Just effort people are putting in that you're like, oh God. What yeah. am I doing with my life? Yeah, a lot I of that. Felt, so you tried to purge yourself of that. I tried to not look. And then like with the whole trip going bad, I just kind of felt like a failure because I was the one who, it wasn't my suggestion, but I was the one who booked it. But I didn't really do that much research. Yeah, but you're not going to check like the store hours, uh, holiday hours of different places you wanted to go. Like you're talking about restaurants were closed. Stores were closed. Yeah, there was nothing. What? Nothing to do. Yeah. But was the hot springs open? Where are oh, they? Yeah. The hots, we did end up going to one and it was really nice, but everyone was there. So it was like right. kind of gross <laughs> to like be I've in I've done that too. You're like, oh, water. I'm sharing a tiny hot spring with a huge family. Is a yeah, hot there's... spring just like a hot tub, like a natural hot tub? Yeah. Like yeah. you're just sitting in rocks. Like, What if it gets too hot? You get the fuck no, like You get out <laughs> and no, then you like, go thermometer. shower. <laughs> isn't it weird that it never gets too hot for, he- like, how is it that human... I don't know, like when whenever nature is giving us something that like is, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, why isn't it, why isn't it too hot or like n- too cold? You know, like how did we get lucky enough that hot springs are just the right temperature that it's like enjoyable for humans? Does that make any I, sense what I'm saying? Can someone get back to us about how many humans have boiled in a hot spring? Well, they spring? definitely have in Slow Yellowstone. Boil. There's like definitely ones where you can like die for sure. So mother nature isn't super conscious of us. Yeah. Like, doesn't I mean, give a shit. I really do feel like since watching the show alone, which Anya and Matt got me into, I got, yeah. I could survive longer than may, maybe 15 minutes longer. I do think I could set a snare. I do think I could collect. I know what to eat when you're starving, like moss off the rocks and like berries and shit. I am so um, surprised you're into this show. Me too. It's like it's I, not I surprising be because I don't care if animals are hurt in the name of like survival. And I don't the care if they're, hurt in the, if they're in the wild and they're lived full lives as little porcupines, which, by the <laughs> way, it's porcupine. Porcupine. There's a U. It's not porcupine. Everyone on the show says porcupine. It's cute, but that ain't how you say it. Um, I think I've been saying it wrong. I say porcupine. 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 Yeah, no, porcupine. that's right. But they say not porcupine. Not so much the U. 
a porcupine. <laughs> That's like cauliflower. <laughs> yes, it bugs me so much. And it shouldn't. Who cares? Say whatever you want. I, do, I don't care. Um, Who knew but- a porcupine had so much body fat? So much fat. And that's what you want in these animals. All these people on the show alone are looking for is fat. And it's so yeah. the opposite of like watching the Kardashians where all they're trying to do is suck it out of themselves. Oh my God. And um, <laughs> Have you did seen everyone get a buckle fat removal for Christmas? <laughs> that's what everyone's asking for. Did everyone get one? What is that? Um, is that the thing on the shirt? That's that the, the thing that everyone out? gets removed from their cheeks now. It's the new oh. hot trend in plastic surgery. Not yeah, a fan I mean, of that look. It looks, I mean, it does look like you're thin. It makes it look like you're thinner because it makes it look like you have sunken in cheeks and you're starving. <laughs> it looks like you're on alone, the show, <laughs> about 72 days in. So I just finished episode, season seven of that show. And um, it, yeah, it was a wild ride. I mean, it is, it's made me look at the world differently. It's made wow. me th- it just ever the other day I cleaned a spaghetti squash out and I had to like scrape it out. You know, you cut a spaghetti squash and it's really hard to there. cut those. And then you scrape it out. No, you didn't see me prepare it. Oh. That was no preparing it before it was cooked when it's raw. And you have to like scrape it with a spoon. And I was like, I just felt like I had processed an animal that I had killed. Like I felt like so outdoorsy. I was so proud of myself. These people, you don't know what they get into, man. Like they this one guy murdered a muskox with a a knife. He shot it with his bow and then it was just injured and kind of walking away. And then he went in and just murdered it with a knife, just kept stabbing it. It was crazy. I mean, none of this I can watch. Like those scenes or when they club a fish, they pull a fish out and it's flopping around and then they club it. Yeah, I close my eyes. I put my hand up. I don't want to see that stuff. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me that it happens. I do think about the muskox if it had babies to feed. And I think about the starving babies crying and waiting for their mom to come back. Every time they catch a rabbit, I just picture the baby rabbits starving to death. And that bums me out. But um, yeah, I mean, hunting in the name of survival, I'm into. The other day I was walking down the street and I was on my way to Walgreens because Chris had borrowed my car because his car is broken. And I was like, yeah, I can just walk everywhere. And so I went to Walgreens and I was walking by some bushes and oh. it was like almost get, it was like dark out, you know, it was just about to get dark. It was probably like two o'clock in the afternoon. Cause that's how fucking dark it, it gets dark. So fucking early. And I hear <laughs> like, over and over and thank god my air you ever like listening to music and then someone <laughs> yeah. you like listen to an you pull up instagram and then the music cuts out and then it plays the instagram video and then you then you get off instagram and you just don't put the music back on and then you're just walking with nothing in your yes. ears but your headphones still in and you don't even notice it thank god that's what happened to me because i could hear this little <laughs> and so i like look in the bush and then the, the, i see these eyes peering back at me and it's a little porcupine no it's a cat it's a cat <laughs> it's a black cat and um it was just like couldn't stop meowing like every second like was meowing it definitely was trying to get my attention and then i tried to like sit down with it and then tr- people just kept driving by and walking by and was it, lo- it looked like i was trespassing because it was like on the lawn of this like kind of probably a dentist or something i don't know it was in like a, a building and um and it just wouldn't stop meowing, but it wouldn't get close to me because I was just like, come here. And then I was kind of looking at it and its belly looked really big. And I'm like, this fucking thing's <gasps> pregnant. And it was 60 degrees out, 61 degrees outside at like 5 p.m. This was when it was in Jan. You know, this was January 1st. I couldn't believe it. I'm so grateful that this cat wasn't in the freezing cold, but 
I didn't know what to do. So then I walked to Walgreens because I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you, cat. You won't come near me. You keep meowing. And then I, it kept like skidding away, but then it would like walk around me. And I felt like it was trying to get around me to go somewhere else, but then it would just like kind of stay and watch me. And it just like, I knew it wanted love and wanted Aww. shelter and warmth, but it also was so scared of it at the same time. It's kind of the same vibe Luigi has constantly of like, wants love so much, wants to be a good boy, terrified of getting close to anyone. Kind of like we all are. And so then I walked to Walgreens. The line for the prescription, you know, the pharmacy was like too long. It was like two people or something. And I was like, fuck this shit. And so I got some cat food cans and I went back and I opened the cans and the cat is there still and wolfed down these two cans of food. Aww. And I just like talked to it and kind of like I was able to touch its little like face because I was holding Aww. the can and I was able to like get a little touch in and um, and it got closer to me, but it wouldn't come anywhere like like it wouldn't let me pick it up. So it wolfed down these cans of food so fucking hungry. And then I just left because I don't know what to do. And I didn't have a car. And so Chris went to my parents to go get like the dog carrier that I had for Luigi that was there and he brought it over, but I didn't go back. I didn't do it. I liked I was like yesterday business. I felt like it might be the business would be open. And then I'm just stalking around the bushes looking for that cat. <laughs> also, I don't know what to do with a cat. Also, it could scratch me and give me rabies. I just like, it was too much, but I thought about that cat and there was a part of me that was like, this cat needs me. Like I need to have a cat. And then I was like, you can't have a fucking cat. I don't, I don't know. It was just a lot of, I, I hate when I I want to keep my headphones up from now on because I don't want to see injured animals and have to rescue them. <laughs> you want to keep the much. volume on? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bl blast it up because I don't want anything vulnerable trying to get into my heart because it climbed More denial in, in 2023. Yeah, denial. <laughs> I wrote to Noah being like, what do I do? And she wrote her friend. It just seems like too much work to go around. There are too many stray cats in the world. I wanted to get the cat off the street because I don't want him to murder birds. I'm really on the bird side of things here, but <laughs> I couldn't. I, I don't know what to do. I just left it. You did the right thing, and you could always – it's not like you have a ton of time either, but you do have a few days off. You could – if you find that cat again, you could see mm -hmm. if it comes in your carrier, and then you can – Put a thing on your Instagram and see if anyone wants to adopt it or call the what's it called society? Yeah, humane the society. humane society, so they can do something humane with it. Yeah, I mean, I it was just going to be ridiculous trying to get me to coax this cat into the thing. I would. It was just too much work. This is where I give up on literally everything in my life is when it approaches like being just a little too much logistics. Then I have to put out a post, and then people have to come by and meet it, and I have to meet maybe, them and talk to them. Or maybe no, your part you. in all of this was. Just to get her just those two cans it. of food. She was she's yes. like, I got what I needed from you. The dentist yeah. will Someone be open tomorrow and he'll feed me. I have more of a bleeding heart for this cat and, and help it. Because it was definitely loud and it was on a busy enough sidewalk. Someone else. But this is the bystander effect. Someone else will deal with it. I did what I could. Yeah. Um, Does the cat have a good personality? It, well, you might need someone else on this show. What do you as mean? As a guest. Oh, yeah. You know, it's the, the cat <laughs> I just did like the have sound charisma. You made. <laughs> yeah. Really? It was so cute. But it had like a like an eye that was kind of weepy. And I was like, oh, God. It just made me realize, like, if I got this cat, I would have to take it to the vet. I can't do that. That's what makes me go, I can't have kids. You have to, like, take them to the doctor. I can't even take myself to the doctor. I had an appointment this morning. And the woman asked, so who's your OBGYN? And I go, I don't know. And she was like, where is that? I go, I don't know. I don't know anything. My assistant made the appointment. I just showed up for it. I don't remember their name. I don't remember what building it was in. I don't remember anything. And um, I just I just really can't take care of myself. 
No, um, that's not the conclusion, dude. You're very busy and insurance changes all the time probably. You don't have like a regular GP. That's okay. Bonnie McFarlane I, I helped me feel it. better about this. She's like, I change my insurance every year. I, I never know who my doctor is. So that makes me feel better. I've been seeing this woman for a while. I still can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. What, what was her assistant's name? It was like Tony or something that stayed in the room. I do remember oh, yeah, his name. I remember him. Because now all OBGYNs, like, they have to let someone stay in the room with you. Oh, yeah. we don't trust any of them. Which, yeah, it's like a gangbang all of a sudden. You're like, Dude, oh, is this supposed to make me feel more comfortable? I think, I think... I raise a suspicion with any doctor who's an OBGYN that's a man. I can't do it. I just, I'm not. I went to the, remember the one we went to, Anya? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was nice. I liked him. He was nice, but also did did the same thing that I hear articles about, about not addressing women's pain. I got an IUD put in and it was... Or no, I got a colposcopy, wherever they like scrape your... Colposcopy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, colposcopy. It was the most painful thing. And the insertion of my IUD, which they could not get out, so they had to like yank it and ripped out like tissue. It was so un... I mean, I don't even have to say how painful it was because I blacked out from the pain. I literally passed out from the pain. So that's... And and they said it would be a little pressure. What was that guy? Oh, yeah. He was nice, but yeah, I just... Now that I'm learning so much about predatory behavior, we have to understand that these people go into these professions because that's what they are in. Like there's a lot of people that just do it for, if you can prove to me that your mom died of u- uterine cancer or something, and that's why you want to go into it. Okay. I believe you. But other than that, why would you choose the pussy? Why? As a male doctor. Anya? To help, to help <laughs> women deliver babies. Why? Do something else. Get out of there. Then be a, then be a pediatrician, but even that I'd go. What? What do you need to be touching little kids? I'm I mean, just suspicious of all of it. You're not saying all of them are. Yeah, I, I am actually. Unless you can prove to me <laughs> that you, I want to. If you're an OBGYN and you're a man, write to me why. Why? If it isn't because, unless it's a reason like I had a a woman in my life who suffered this thing, and I want to like get in there. Because in medical school, you get to choose what you do. Right? How many female urologists are there too? I would like to know the percentage of urologists that are women. I'm not. You know what? There's no. I'm not raising an eyebrow at them. They do it. But they I'm want. just curious why they get into it. <sighs> the money. Yeah. I don't know. The the dick. <laughs> yeah. I, is is urologist <laughs> same is reason you got into it? comedy? <laughs> yeah, the dick and money. I don't know. Yeah, that is interesting. Why does anyone get into anything? I don't just know. To be I like, just be like, oh, this is the size, huh? Is this is? Are you fully grown? <laughs> I can, but they they have to pe- people that OBGYNs definitely have to have a reason. It's just because you could choose anything, right? It it is weird that from a young age I remember some subconsciously being like, "Well, I got to choose a man OBGYN." Why? Why did I think that? Is it the patriarchy? Really? Yeah. Wait, my wh- first OBGYN was a man. I haven't even had a woman until recently. I was like Probably post me too. I was like, no, I'm getting a woman. Why? Yeah. Why am I always gone to men? Like you guys know better than we do. Well, because <laughs> it's that old riddle of like the doctors. Like it's something about the doctor's son is dead, and then who's the and and it makes it presupp- You always presuppose that a doctor is a man, right? So maybe that's why that we just think I've that never men are gone smarter. to a man. Never ever, Noah. 
Well, a, a gynecologist. Yeah. Never. I don't know why anyone would. And I did too. Same. But I just, and ever since then I haven't because it just, I, but why would I think that's, and I'm sure people are out there like, my dad's an OBG and it's fine. And it's like, I get it. Maybe you right do want to wanna deliver babies or whatever, but I'm just a little bit, it would ruin the vagina for you. It would take out, it would be like every vagina you see would be like, oh, more work. You know, let's say you're not a creep. It would take the sexuality out of vaginas maybe a little bit. So it would ruin it either way. Either you're doing it because you like vaginas too much, which is creepy, or you like vaginas in a sexual way, but you're not in a medical way, but you see them so much medically, it would ruin it sexually. I'm completely questioning my whole life now and having a little bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> About why you had a male yeah. OBGYN yeah. without question? Me too. Yeah. Well, that guy should question his existence. And everyone who works for him should. I want to hear why men want to be OBGYNs. Let me know if you have any in your life. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know, 
know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. Happy New Year. We're back. Um, yeah, so I went to get a consult today via Zoom about getting my eggs frozen. Guys, what do you want to know? Do, ask me some questions about this thing. Do, what, what do you, you want to know about it? Because I've got some fucking answers for you because it's bullshit. How long does the whole process take? Do you have to put a needle inside? A couple inside? months. Like, it just takes, like, you know, a couple cycles or however What's many the- you want to do. If The older you get, the more cycles you have to do because you only get about, you know, if you're lucky, you get, like, 20 eggs per session. But really, you're probably, when you're in your, like, 30, after 36, you're going to get, like, 10 if you're lucky. And then of those 10, the percentages of those actually being fertilized and not having any diseases is like one in 10. So you got to do at least two cycles to have any kind of like reassurance. I mean, these aren't the exact numbers, but it's not looking good. It's $10,000 per egg. Insurance covers none of it for me. Yep. Because they see any kind of egg freezing or going to get infertility treatments as you being infertile. They or just like lock cosmetic. you in as infertile. So what's the <laughs> fucking point? Yes. They go, so I am now in the system as infertile. So anything that I get done for me what? is totally an, uh, just like a fun little experiment that I'm ch- choosing to do. <laughs> what, since when is healthcare, like the thing you're getting treated for becomes the thing that makes it so you don't get to get treatment? Like why is me being... So they, they're marking me down as infertile, dead in the water, can't have kids because I'm going, because I even went for a consult. So th- so now I'm down in the system as infertile. Tagged. <laughs> and But branded. I'm going to get treated for possible infertility. So isn't that a, me- a medical issue? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. And then I'm talking to the doctor and she was so freaking nice and cool. And like, she was like, just call me Mo. Like, I'm like, okay, Mo. So- She's so nice and just, you know, down to earth. And I really liked her a lot. And she's answering all the questions that I could have. I didn't really have many questions because she kind of said it all. And I was not in the, I did woke up, woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. I'm two days away from starting my period. I got a message from someone being like, I can't believe how many people say so mean things about you and stuff like Just someone telling me what other people are saying about me. Please, for the love of fucking God, stop doing that. 
I know you're on my side and I know you're telling me like, it's hard to be you and I love you so much. Why would they be saying mean things? Please don't tell me what people are saying, even in a very abstract way. It doesn't help. It only makes me think of things that are way, I'm never going to read it. Write whatever you want, people. I'm never going to read it ever, ever. I mean, my DMs are different. Tell it to my face. I dare you. I dare you. You would never. Also, but how is little... it good news? Why would huh? you write to some? How? Why would you write to a celebrity you like and tell them some bad news? Well, I don't understand because the, the person was trying to empathize and say I could never. They were trying to. I get what they were saying. Like they were giving me what what I actually need sometimes is like someone saying like I can't imagine what it would be like to have strangers pick apart my life and think they know me so well. That okay. was the, he was trying to give me empathy, but in mm-hmm. doing that, he had to tell me that people are t- picking apart my life, and I don't need to know that. That might not be. I'm never bad. gonna look picking like, apart my life. It might not be that they're saying bad things. It's just like, oh, I wonder right. if you know Nikki and Chris are gonna get engaged, or yeah, you know, it could just be like gossipy stuff in that I way. I know, but then I wrote back and I said, I don't want to hear this, or like that's why I don't read it. And then he was like, it's not all bad. It's some lots of it is good, but you know, oh. some people. But even <laughs> saying it's not all bad means it is. Some of it is bad. Yes, yes, yes. I know and why you just have to this. understand it's that it's a high school no, thing. They yes. want to be close to you, and it's a way of being like, we're yes. closer now because I'm going to tell you some real yeah. shit. But I'm protecting yeah, you. And people I'm your do BFF. feel like they're close to me in my DMs. Yes. Like I'm protecting you. I'm looking out for you. I can't believe these people would say this about you. I've been that person before. Um, because I didn't know what it's like to be told what you're not what you're here. I can't believe people say this about you. Can you imagine? Ugh. Ugh. Just run this through your head, listener, that someone said to you, I can't believe what people are saying about you. It's you, I love you so much. They are crazy. Would that make you feel good? Would that make you feel secure? Like, oh, this person loves me. Of course it wouldn't. No matter how many people love you, if you find out a group of people are together writing about you, and of course I know that they are, and I signed up for it, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to write all, all the people that write this bad stuff, you're going to write all of the stuff in there. She deserves it. She lets us in on her life. That's what we get to scrutinize it. You're a loser, first of all. <laughs> You're a huge loser who writes and like negative things about someone online. I'm not kidding you. I've been in some dark places. I've never been in a dark enough place where I write paragraphs of negativity about someone oh I don't God. know. I, I really hope you get help. You're a loser and you're, oh, I don't know if you're ne- <laughs> always going to be one, but it's not looking good. I don't think that this is going to get through to you. I have compassion for you. I really want you to get better, but um. I'm never going to read what you write. So if that's any consolation, and I dare you, if you really think something about my life, I dare you to DM me and have a personal yeah, conversation. Yeah, just DM with me. her. I would love it. Dear, DM me your concerns about my life or your thoughts about my life because I'm never going to read those message boards ever, ever because I take care of myself, which you should take care of yourself and do something good for yeah, yourself. Or go anyway, to better Woke up on the wrong side of the bed with this. Promo code what was Nikki that? Glazer. Noah? Or go to betterhelp.com, promo code Nikki Glazer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's therapists standing by to help you with your um, misplaced aggressions at celebrities you do not know. She thinks she's a celebrity. She thinks she's so cool. She even said celebrity just then. She thinks she's so famous. We don't even give a fuck. Um, also, I already know you're going to get DMs clarifying this. So let me, can I say one thing? Oh, yes. I please think- save me DMs clarifying, please. <laughs> 
we, I know, and Nikki knows that probably a lot of those comments on Reddit are well-meaning people who are like, I really care about her and here's what I hear. And I think she's doing this and that. And because I care about her, I'm writing this. And it's some, DM it's cloaked me. as that. DM yeah, my friends. DM her. You have access like, to everyone where you can actually you. help me. You talking about it with other fans in a forum where you're just trying, you're not actually helping anything. Um, but I, and, and also if you're worried about someone else and you're like about the things going on in my life, I would, I would guess, I would almost a hundred percent guarantee that your life, there are similar things going on. And that's mm. why you can so clearly see them in my own life. Because I know that whenever I do the same thing, which I have, I don't write about it, but I definitely hate online and look at things and go and zoom in on them and have opinions about what people are doing and how I think they're running their lives and how I think they should do things differently. And it's always because I'm doing things that are nefarious that I don't like about myself. So look back at your own self and I'll do the same. So anyway, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed because of that. Literally, that was the first thing I got when I'm in bed. And um, I was just like really sad. And then I had to jump on this Zoom call about having my eggs frozen. And she was like, so just tell me like what brings you here? And I go, Okay, I don't want kids at all. I am like I would say I have a, there's a 20% chance that I ever want kids in my whole life. I 100% don't want them now. I'm doing this because of the patriarchy because <laughs> um I'm scared that I'm someday going to be with a man whether it's my boyfriend now or maybe he dumps me and I end up with someone and the only reason the only way a man will ever love me is if I'm able to give him his own child. That's why I'm doing this. And then I smiled and we continued the conversation. I go, that's the only reason. And I go, I'm doing it for insurance in case some man down the road wants to have his own baby because it seems to be more important to men than it is to me to not adopt. Men don't want someone else to raise someone else's seed. And so that's why I'm doing it. And then the, as soon as I said that, I was like, why am I doing this? And then I find out it's $10,000. Honestly, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do this because it's, so, and first of all, you can't travel at all. Yeah, so like what is the I, she process said, like? Yeah, so you go in for your consult, you have to get a blood test and you have to get um, your follicles looked at in your ovaries through an ultrasound. Then they just see what they're working with. Then you go back in and you they order all the medicine. You have to put $2,000. This is just for two sessions of harvesting. And I mean, some women do like five, okay? One is like pretty worthless. Two is like the bare min pretty much. So it's ten thousand dollars, two thousand dollars down to for them to order all the medicines, and then you go through a whole cycle. You like you go in a bunch of times though, but you have to be like ready to go at any time. Like you have to go in constantly to get checked and make mm -hmm. sure that okay, now's the time to pull the eggs. Now's the time. So there's really no window for me. I go. I'm never going to be in town fourteen days straight in a row ever in the rest of my life. She's <laughs> Tell like, your um, kid. <laughs> I'm I like well I can have if there were nannies that could pull my eggs on the road then that would be great <laughs> that if is I could get need. a surrogate for to someone to harvest my eggs so I might have to go to like some place in Chattanooga or wherever the fuck I'm and performing to go get this New Mexico done. it'll just be closed yeah my sister, exactly well <laughs> uh what was I gonna say uh you can't travel at all for eight no, weeks? for 14. No, you can, but we'll have to go to find a clinic there and have I them send see. the pictures and everything. It's just a huge. How do they pull the egg? Clusterfuck. 
Um, it's a procedure where you have to go under. You have to be put under. Oh Good my god! Anesthesia with fentanyl and something else. She said, and then they pull it out, and then you just there's you know a less than one percent chance of any kind of like negative things that could happen during the egg pull. It's a very you know low risk procedure, and then you do it maybe back to back. Like you might do it just right away the next the next moment. You get on the birth control pill for like ten days so that. Your eggs calm down and then they start producing like on a dime, like at the right moment so that they're. But I mean, what was most depressing to me is just the age plummet. No one told me at 32, your vagina becomes Tucson. Like I did. No one told (laughs) me. (laughs) I know you're at 32 geriatric (laughs) pregnancy, which now they're calling them. What's it like a mature pregnancy it's something they changed the name from geriatric um and then you know there's all the risk of like having kids with like there's a one in one percent chance your kid's gonna have some kind of genetic disorder that is very visible to the public and to you you know um but i don't think i want to spend ten thousand dollars on this i just i'd rather Uh, get the reason no it's 100 percent the reason yes that's a lot of money that I, you know, when I spend that amount of money, I like to spend it on stuff I can use. This is just a this bunch of, it's a hassle. a very important thing you could use. Though. I don't think it's important to me, though. Like, I I, I hate to bring, uh, this is going to be a whole Reddit thread at some point, uh, for sure. I don't have a problem adopting. I have z- So why am I doing this? I have zero problem adopting. I don't, you could do both. there's no the part of me. Issue. There's the no part grand. of me that wants to needs my kid to look like me or have my same like physical traits or mental traits. If anything, please don't have my <laughs> mental traits. And a lot of my physical traits I could leave on the fucking drawing room table as well. I so what if are I you have talking no about problem, those legs? If I have no problem, they probably wouldn't get my legs. My pro- child would probably be born without legs because I decided to have a kid past the age of 34. So it's like It'll probably just be born with like no a legs. nose for legs or something. Like it's, <laughs> ch- it's, but that's a great nose, the glazer nose. That's true. I'm just like I don't know. I'm feeling really discouraged about the whole thing. I'm going in for on uh, Monday to do the ultrasound and the blood work, but I don't think I'm gonna. I I might not even keep the appointment because I'm just so discouraged. I just think this is all so just i just feel like the most feminist thing to do would to be like it's it feels like when you stop wearing makeup you just give up and you just go you know what instead of like trying to trick science into like making more of me i just have to accept what is instead of just fighting it constantly and 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 paying for all this thing that i some women it's very important to them to have their own kid and to be pregnant it just isn't for me so what am i doing I think I'm doing this the same reason that people tell me to buy a house or get married because everyone else does it. Well, I just don't know that I really care. It's like redoing my kitchen. I don't care. I'd rather just rent the rest of my life. I'll rent a kid. Does that make sense? Yes. There's no, there's no like right or wrong approach to this. You know, it's okay if you don't want kids and it's okay if you kind of want them, but not right now, or you're just not sure. I think it's just like, you don't know where you're going to be in a year from now and your perspective might change and you might say, you know what? I had this opportunity. Why didn't yes. I take it? Just look at it as an opportunity that you you are able to take at this moment and I think you should mm-hmm. follow through. I don't think f- feminism is giving up and just accepting. Like, don't accept. 
push through it because right now mm-hmm. you're just seeing it through like one lens and you haven't found that other lens that gives you like the reason as to why you would want kids or you say, you know what? I'm glad I have this option on the side waiting for me, but mm-hmm. it's not for me and that's okay. Yeah. And then you're only out 10 grand, which you make in Ten grand in one so night many of doctor's show. voice. You visits. make that in a meet and greet, if two meet and greets. It's nothing. I know, but I could do, but I care about that kind of money. Like I, I <laughs> spend the, my money. It could be a human child of your own. So it's not Ugh. like a gift card at See, Sephora. <laughs> it could be an I'd option rather, for you. Look at it as an opportunity, <laughs> as an opportunity that's down the road for you. Don't look at it as a child. Yeah. Don't look at it as 10 grand. You're investing in, in a potential opportunity. The way opportunity. I felt waking up this morning was like, <laughs> I could not have a kid with how much self-hatred I felt this morning. I I don't know how women do it. If you're someone out there with a small child, men too, you know, single fathers or whatever, and you're out there as a depressed person with children, how do you do it? I, I, I mean, I struggle having a dog. The idea of getting a cat and like having to take care of that on days where I feel like this is so incomprehensible to me. I just feel like I would yell at my kid a lot today for something they didn't do because I would just be just, you know, I just feel like to minimize the da- damage I can do to the world, it's to not have a kid. <laughs> and, and that's okay for now. But also, yeah. you know, when I hear you talk about it, you're saying you're, you're talking about how you would ha- how you would handle it and what it would be like for you. But, you know, you would hope that there's another person in that equation yeah my nannies would probably have <laughs> and then another person wellness because i would pay them well and um we would watch a lot of bravo tv together and enjoy that and have that kind of relationship yeah okay so th- uh, you're right that's what she said to me the doctor was like listen i definitely didn't want kids i sat my parents down and told them i didn't want kids and now i have three like and what? i you know i got to a point where i was like Mo. i would give anyone anything hey, i would give my right arm for a kid i'm like did your kid have a right arm how long did you wait <laughs> um so it's just i get that it, like things can change on a dime and they do for me i don't think though this kid thing has ever wavered from the yeah. time i ever was a teen till now ever well i've heard you I talk about wanting kids. to adopt like you to me this mm-hmm. issue is like it's more about do you want a kid or not and then the secondary issue is do i freeze my eggs or not because it sounds like you don't mind like if you decide to have a child you nikki glazer all on her own would not mind at all adopting and doesn't even really care about having her own biological no i child. don't i'm just doing this for men so then that might want to have a baby with me Why because I don't do feel like because I want to stay with the man that I someday I'm with who definitely wants a kid. But he the man that you're currently with doesn't have a problem with adopting. Correct. I know. But what if we don't make it? And then I'm so fuck single the and then the only guy that will date me is someone who's like, I got to have my own kid. I've met so many men that are like, yeah, I would only yeah, but do you it wouldn't date those own. men. You wouldn't be in a you relationship. I would. Believe men. me, I'd yeah. want to like the, no, it's literally every man. It's, okay, I'm not joking. What's his you? name? It's- Zach Efron is like, I'm with you now. It's 2024. I need what? to have my own child biologically. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you're like, cool. I froze my eggs, and then you'll do it. Yes, because if if a man wants kids that bad, like they're gonna help out a lot. I figure because <laughs> mommy no, okay. needs to take her naps, and my hormones are gonna be even more of a fucking grab bag gamble every day when i get older because this 
It, there, I was watching Fleabag the other day, and you remember that scene with that older woman that's like, and then she's like, being a woman's awful. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yes. then you reach menopause, and it's amazing. Yes. And, and you're like, yes, oh my God. She's like, you don't have to care anymore. Like, And she's Kristen like- Kristen Scott then, Thomas or something? She's yeah. She's so cool. Oh yeah, that's her. She's so gorgeous. And she plays this like lesbian that, oh, what's her name is talking to? And Fleabag is like, I've I've heard, you know, menopause is terrible. And she's like, oh, it is. But then it's <laughs> glorious. It's glorious. <laughs> and um, it does seem to be that way, but it's going to get pretty bad before then. I was just so mad hearing about that fertility thing. No. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's but like, I guess, oh, it's elective. But we want everyone in this country to have children because of the Christian right. And you get a tax break if you had to have a child. So the whole country is all about like, everybody have a baby, have a baby, have a baby. And then when it comes down to you wanting to have a baby, they're going to fuck you. I just felt like I was doing like a, I was playing, playing uh, a, a woman who wants to have a baby. I literally thought I was like auditioning for a role of something that I know I would never, it was almost baby like maker. I was putting on a mustache and a hat and like suspenders and was like, the way I would feel if I've ever done drag and I dress up like a man and I'm like, I'm a man now. And I do like a man character. That's exactly how I felt on this call with this woman being like, talking about me with my eggs and my, like showing me my ovaries and stuff like I'm not saying I'm not a woman I'm very much a woman but it's just not I just didn't get that that chip in me that that any of this is alluring to and I feel again it, it I very much related to the kitchen being redone thing or picking out I got a new couch yesterday and I'm on crate and barrel and there's 20 different textile kind of like just the the textile uh, the way it feels and then there's 20 different colors so if you do the math on that there's literally like 400 options of things that you can get and it is too much and so what did I do I said what is in stock one color was in stock I got that color is it gonna be the shittiest kind for sure is it gonna be the shittiest <laughs> color for sure but it is I just otherwise I would never have gotten the couch I can't deal yeah. with this too many options and and women that just know what they want and are, will like wait a long time or they'll they'll have a whole book of swatches sent to them god I would give anything to be like that I really would to like Me too right <laughs> to care about something like that and to understand it and have the patience to like pick it out and you know picking out a, a new bed is exhausting it's all you know, my resolutions for the new year is just to like myself more and accept what I am. And I'm having a really hard time with it today, um, especially because I had to get on a call and pretend I'm a girl who wants to have a baby because that's. <laughs> Wait, let's. OK, so let's talk about your um, New Year's Eve. Cause it was that so looked fun. Spectacular. It was so fun. Um, yeah, it was at the Stiefel Center. And achievement out. unlocked. You sold it out. Yes, definitely sold it out. Thank you so much to every bestie that came. It was such a fun night. It was so, um, it felt like my wedding um, for sure yeah. because it was like all my friends in town, my family, um, a lot of people that, you know, I should know but don't really know that well. Like, like everyone in my life is there. You have to talk to everyone, mingle with everyone. Like it's your special day but you feel like you're hosting something as well. Um, it was a lot of work, but it was. It ended up being so much fun. It was a a great day through and you through. Were really I lost my purse, but I got it back. Everything. Um, thanks. I mean, I like it. 
I I had like a you really had a million people come hours. into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you yeah, had all your I had a lot of good friends come into town, stay with you. You were like hostessing. Your apartment mm-hmm. is impeccable now. That's because I have help from Taylor. She does everything. Literally, Taylor hasn't come by in a couple of days in my house. I have. N- I won't fold a piece of laundry i won't do anything like it all could be done i won't do it anymore because like i'm now i have a housekeeper but now my place is a fucking mess so um yeah it was it was a lot of work all weekend and i'm already feeling like i don't deserve to take a nap again like what's the next thing i have nothing on the books in terms of like that's looming like this I, i definitely have my tour and everything but those shows are selling well i'm feeling like really satisfied about that. I'm not like worried about anything in the future. And I think that is starting to set in. And I already, it's just so weird. You go from this night on Saturday, like the biggest night of your life. Everyone in your life is around you. You have this big show. Then there's a meet and greet of like 250 people at least for like, so it's an hour and a half show. And then an hour of meeting people, which I genuinely love. It is, it's long, but it's not bad at all, but it's exhausting. And then, and then you go home and you wake up in the morning and your boyfriend leaves and your friends have all left town and it's quiet and there's no one around and there is nothing to do and no one's even texting. Like it's just all goes like like it's like a, a vacuum, like like nothing. And it's like this it's it's a little bit hard to get calibrated back to like what what is my life? Because that was just so nuts it feels like I should have gone on a honeymoon or something because just being in my empty apartment after all of this in the same town that this all just happened and felt just kind of like um, a little bit of a shock. But the night itself was so fun. My sister brought her kids backstage and everyone was like, the kids don't need to be here. And I was like, thank God for these kids because <laughs> I can just play with them. I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to entertain people. They're getting my mind off of being nervous. Like I can't, I can just focus on opening this gift for Poppy and like, you know, doing the twist ties on the back, trying to get this little squirt gun for my nephew figured out. Like, that's what I wanted to focus on 15 minutes before I went on stage than anything yeah, you're else. Really because good everything that. else was just too, um, too much. But it it's was funny too when it's like your night and you have all this pressure on you to do a huge show and then to be a hostess. Like, there was a pre party, then there was a post party to the show. So Nikki's yes. not only like doing an hour and a half long show, actually more like a two hour long show with introducing everybody. Everything, and, yeah. And then she does this hour and a half long meet and greet. Then there's an after party, but there was a pre-party. So you were like on from, I would say, 6 p.m. to 2 in the morning. Like on, yeah, on. Because I also had a guy that was interviewing me for this piece that was, oh yeah, you so know, like for, I would say from 5 o'clock until oh, wow. 1 a.m. It was nonstop. And there was maybe... I went to the bathroom once and had a little bit of alone time, like a breather. But other than that, it was just constantly talking to people. And like it, it honestly, I like it. I don't really want it to not, I don't really need that much alone time, but yeah, you're amazing. I, it, I well, would, that's nice. I like implode. You would what? I just implode. I've come to know about myself that, you know, I can do about four things in a day well and if Mm. my plate gets any more full than that like some people thrive with a full plate you are one of those people like you really do you thrive with a full plate deadlines like immediate deadlines you're like all right let's kick this into high gear i like get paralyzed and freak out so like i'm like okay my show i have to do vocal 
you know, warm ups, I have to remember to put my flash drive bracelet on my wrist because so, it's part of my show to do this thing with that. Then I, you know, have to remember my songs and then just my guitar and my capo. I forgot one of those things because I got distracted with something else before the show. And it was like, see, I cannot multitask well. Like I can't even go out and say hi to people for five minutes without feeling discombobulated. So I didn't even mm. get to socialize really because it would take me off. Well, balance. you have the luxury of not having to. No one's expecting yeah. you to. Like if they expected right. you to, you probably could. You know, like if if I was someone that didn't have to go say hi to everyone that was there for me, I probably wouldn't have, you know, but it wasn't an option. It was like my wedding. Like you and that's why I would love to elope someday. Yeah. So that it doesn't cuz I I do love doing this. Like I I didn't I didn't there was no part of that night that I was like uh like it really it was a lot but it was still fun the whole thing was fun and i loved not that even my- when your dad was like why are there no drinks in the food room oh my god i mean that is just <laughs> she's just- like and he performed like, right can i say yes. my parents do this too where i'm like i'm doing 17 things at once and i'm fully made up and trying to keep it together and i've got a smile on my face but if one fucking match goes on my back i will lose it and like mm-hmm. all of a sudden it becomes known to us that in the in the pre-party room where there's all these pizzas because this very nice company delivered a bunch of pizza them. head yes and they were delicious and they were vegan and they did all of this out of the Big kindness salads of their hearts. and cookies yeah it was amazing yeah it was amazing all free. and then it then we come to realize whoops the drinks that we had ready were not put in that room they were in a different backstage room so myself Nikki and Matt, her husband and uh, her brother-in-law, we st- we go into the other room and I'm Matt and I are like, Nikki, don't worry about it. We got this. And we start moving the drinks. Right at that moment, her dad waltzes in and is like, right to Nikki, like mumbling, kind of like in the way you imitate him in your childhood dinners. <laughs> like, yeah. soup's cold, weird, but would have liked to warm would you have, um Why would you have the drinks in here when they're... <laughs> food's all in there and i go are you joking me i go i am right now having all of the drinks moved there this is what about this is what bothers me about it it's not if he would have just said um if he didn't need to say anything first of all because we were already doing exactly what he was trying to have remedied right but what annoys me is that my dad already and people do this all the time. It's not just my dad. And this is a this is a Glazer family trait. That's why I love my friends and family to be around my I love my friends and my boyfriend to be around my family because they see where I get it. Where they look at me and they go, "Jesus, Nikki is weird or she's intense or you know, and then they look at how I was raised and they go, "Okay, this makes sense." So th- this happened right before. So we were headed to rehearsal. My dad picks me up. And there was a lot of traffic downtown because I was, you know, right next to the Stiefel Theater is the Enterprise. Um, it sounds like the Enterprise uh, Center, but it wasn't like a rental car place. The Enterprise Center, it's like the hockey rink for the Blues. <laughs> yeah. And so that game was start, uh, starting hours before my show. So getting down there was so much traffic. So I go, Dad, instead of me driving separately, pick me up. We'll go to rehearsal together. So we go. He picks me up. We go to soundcheck together. And as I'm going downstairs, I have this big bag of all the clothes and all the things I need for the whole night. And my dad is 68, so I just don't like him lifting things anymore. And I am an able-bodied woman who has about four eggs inside of her right now. (laughs) It's ready to be harvested at any moment. And and so my dad pops the hatch for the back thing. 
trunk and I grab the bag and he's like, let me get it. And my dad's fighting aging and fighting this and wants, you know, to be a good man in this moment for his weak little daughter. And he picks up the bag and I'm fighting with him with the bag. And then I slam my head on his dumb fucking Nissan back trunk hatch that does not come all the way up because it's uh, he bought a, a, a vehicle that was in an accident so the thing doesn't even come up all the way and I <laughs> slam my head it's bleeding there's a huge dent on my forehead and we get in the car and I'm just like calm about it I'm just like I hit my head it's fine it's bleeding whatever I'm gonna mm-hmm. put a band-aid on it I'm gonna honor Nelly tonight for my performance <laughs> here in St. Louis and then we're pulling out my dad goes why wouldn't you just let me get it? Why you wouldn't? And I'm like, Dad, I already have a gash on my head. Isn't that punishment enough? Do you need to shame me more for how dumb I was for doing this? Like, why do we need to add to it? So again, like, I already am getting the drinks out of the room. I've already realized that there has been a mess up here. I'm already feeling bad about it. People are in that room eating. They're all going like, where's the drinks? And they're having to shuffle between the two. And my green room is kind of in the middle of trying to get to those. So they feel like they're kind of, to get to the drinks, they're kind of having to go through my green room. And they all feel kind of weird about that. So it's just like not a good vibe backstage. I already feel horrible about it because I've realized it too late. So I'm trying to fix it. And my dad has to come in and mumble something about, why would you put the drinks in here when the food's like, what do you, why? Why <laughs> must we keep punishing ourselves on top of the thing? Just isn't it enough that I'm having to like it? And so I just snapped and he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was, I mean, I went a little bit too much off on him, but I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, and it that was, was my evening. Moment. It was, yeah. But then, um, but then it was good. They, they were fun. They drove us home, uh, Chris and I home at the end of the night. And that was fun. And, you know, there were gunshots, I guess, on the way out for some people leaving the venue. Did that happen to you, Anya? We were told by security to wait indoors for the Uber. And we were like, no, we can wait outside. They're like, mm, you don't want to go out there. But then they were being cagey about why. I was like, why? A lot of drunk people. And they're like, mm, just stay inside. I'm like, okay. I just Is it say, dangerous? This- they're like, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous, but this it's not any more dangerous than any other city. Because yesterday, everyone on the girls' chat, or two days ago, was like, we heard gunshots. Da-da. And I'm like, that's a thing that happens on New Year's Eve everywhere, first of all. Everyone shoots off guns. And yes, St. Louis does have a crime thing, but I looked up the crime in St. Louis and it is not any more worse than anywhere in the U.S. So everyone was just like, I got so scared. And everyone's like, you know, running off home to Arkansas and Kansas City thinking it's safer. It's the same in those places, too. St. Louis is not different. I'm not worse than you because I live in a crime filled city. I just felt like it was a little bit accusatory. Yeah, but it was New Year's Eve. I bet that happened everywhere. And I looked on the news and there was no shootings. It was fireworks. So you tell me. No successful ones, but they did throw a burning thing off a balcony. A burning thing? Yeah, (laughs) toward Taylor and everyone. Like, threw burning objects at Taylor. I don't know. I just felt like you guys were like, St. Louis is disgusting and terrifying. I didn't say that. But watch that one video where they're running and they're like, you hear in the background, like, pop, pop, pop. And then you see the girls in the video realize, like, those aren't fireworks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everyone always thinks guns are fireworks at first. I mean, They sound so, like, cute. Similar. Well, yeah, that's what any, I mean, I've read a lot of books about mass shootings and stuff. You guys know that. And like everyone always thinks it's firecrackers. So if you ever think there are firecrackers, I'm at the point where I think firecrackers are guns now because I know that so much. So it's, that's, that's what it will sound like. 
But St. Louis does Let not have a bad say, crime rate. That was an insane show. You were so great and so poised and so funny. There was this moment Nikki like rewrote Antihero for St. Louis with these hysterical <gasps> lyrics. And then like there was like a whole moment where she had to vamp because she didn't see the last verse it was missing from her phone where she was reading lyrics. And so she vamped, which was almost funnier than the whole song that she had written. And the crowd just went nuts. It was such a great vibe in the place. And then you and your dad did a song that I swear you should like bring back many times because it's so touching, so funny. Like I was peeing my pants laughing in bed that night just thinking about it. And you guys are just so... So good together. It was an amazing, amazing show. I'm so proud of you. It was so nice. Thank you so much. And like, yeah, it was, I couldn't have done it without the help of obviously you and Matt and all my friends and just everyone that was there that weekend. It was like, it was so special to me. I wish you would have been there, Noah, instead of in truth and consequences. <laughs> um, we're going to come back and we're going to do Reddit Dump right after this. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, it's time for Reddit Dump. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit Dump. Okay, so this is from the Reddit Unpopular Opinion, and it says, finding a hair in your food is no big deal. I mean, it's unfortunate, but do you, do you, but do you know what I do when I find a hair? I don't eat it. I remove it and (laughs) discard of it. I don't understand why finding a hair renders a meal inedible for most people. 99.9% of the time, it wasn't intentional. The other 0.1%, well, that's a different story. The fact is, never mind how careful you are when cooking. A stray hair is going to fall on food occasionally. Um, Thoughts, because I've, I've thought this way too. Like, what... How much dirt does a hair piece of hair have on it that you may, renders your food inedible? Inedible. Just pull it out. It is gross because hair detached from the human head is disgusting on its own. We all know that. Just pull it out and keep eating the food. Like it. I don't. I don't get um, the. Like I understand if it was like a piece of poop was in your food. Like you couldn't just <laughs> the poop would like leave behind remnants. But oh what does God. a hair leave behind aside from like old shampoo that it's gonna make or like a little grease from their head that you can't even see? That'll probably make the food taste better because it's grease, yo. What is? I think it's more of just a, a a visual thing than actually something that can really impair your yes. you no know, taste buds or also you know, does it matter you? if the hair is curly or straight what if there were two hairs what if there I mean, were that's three racist if uh, people are more anti-curly hair well small curly hairs make you think of pubes which make you think of like cum and shit and all the things that are down there and so yes i get it but let's normalize just instead of reordering a whole thing and shaming whatever oh my god you know, too much. aging man is back there who's losing a lot of hair. Just take it <laughs> out of your food and keep eating. Usually the hair that I find is usually from my own head. Like if I reach yes. for something, it falls off my um, sleeve. <laughs> but, yes. So I will definitely eat food if I find someone else's hair in it. I just have to go through a little bit of like the mental thing of like yes. thinking about swallowing the hair and then pulling it out. Of my throat. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's, no, no That's good. what gets to me first, and then I just, like, dismiss it. I assume that that's the only hair in there. I don't think that there's... It's not like cockroaches. Like, there's going to be more. In fact, there's yeah. going to be probably more cockroach legs in your salad or, like, mm. mice sh- rem shit mm-hmm. that's crawling all over the potatoes that, you know, there's so much crap in your food that you can't see... And if you're someone who goes out to eat and you have there's a hair and you can't eat the entire dish, stop going out to eat. It isn't for yeah. you. Make things at right. home so you can inspect them. <laughs> it's not for you to go out to eat. And I know you're like, Nikki, that's not fair. I, I'm just saying like, it, it, if you took a black light to your meal, you would be horrified at what you can... You And people that... 
I'm not even going to get into it because people start getting mad at me because they're like, I do that. And I just don't want to make any more enemies than I have already. But I, Anya, how do you feel about hairing your food? I feel the same. Like one hair, I'm going to just pull it out and keep going. If there were two or three, I'd be like, something's going yeah, on with two, you guys back Two, there. you go, okay, well, there's probably <laughs> going to be three then. Yes. I, if you have two hairs in your food, yes, send it back. Um, I used to have a joke. One of my like earliest jokes was that someone found a hair in their food. And I was like, well, it is angel hair pasta. And our pasta chef Esperanza is an angel if you met her. So, <laughs> um, Okay. So stupid. I hate myself. All right. So this one is from to me IRL for me IRL. And it's just like memes and different tweets. And this is from a tweet from a guy named my to- at my toe cold. My toe cold. It says, I'm sad, but not like sad enough to be a good painter or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that tweets that say like that sound colloquial like it sound like someone's talking I'm yeah. sad but not like sad enough to be a good painter or whatever um <laughs> yes that uh, I relate to that okay so this one was from true off my chest my penis is long but it's really skinny like someone glued a slim jim to the bottom of my torso we oh. gotta change how we measure penises man I always feel like I'm lying when I tell a girl I'm eight and a half but she gets confused when I whip out my twizzler Still, though, it's my <laughs> penis, and I'm glad to have it, even though I'm sure I can break it in half like a pocky stick. Um, so people, he said, I'm not going to uh, take a picture, stop asking. And then he decided to paint, like, draw a picture of it. Like, I would do my shits, Anya. Yeah. I still have those saved. And in this my is it. It's <gasps> little. It's very thin and has There's a big head. No it looks body like a Q tip. <laughs> Noah's getting horny. It looks like a Q-tip. Um, yeah, there's no body to scale, so you can't see, but it looks eight and a half inches, to a, like, but really thin. That would suck. That would be yeah, hard. Have be you ever hard. seen anything I like, like that? that easy. Mm, I just went, you know, micro penis boy, but no. Yeah, micro penis is different. I feel like it's, if that's, but thin, I've never seen that. But more power too, yeah. I've just never seen it before. If it looked like a millipede. I gotta I, say, Twizzler is my favorite road trip snack. So. Really? <laughs> your girl's feeling it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, Twizzler is your favorite road road? Yeah, uh, trip I always snack? get it when I'm on a road trip. I never crave it any other time. Oh, I, that's interesting. In terms of licorice, wait, what's the other kind of licorice that is more? Oh, um, like straw like red vines. Oh yeah, 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 it's gotta be strawberry. Yeah, we were Twizzler fan. I like, I like um, strawberry Twizzlers, but I like them to be a little bit stale, so yes. they're chewy. Yes, me too. I like that. <laughs> okay, um, so this is from Made Me Smile, and it's from Glennon Doyle. She wrote that one um, book called like I Can Do Hard Things or whatever. Maybe it's called Brave, but in it she says I can do hard things. Anyway, it says, "Hi, hi, <laughs> I want to talk like her. She's always on Instagram, really saying like." <laughs> Just like sharing a little bit too much, you know, where she's like, I just cried all morning in the bathroom. And I just want to say like, she's, you're always kind of like, I liked you better when I thought you were like this perfectly together, like author who, you know, didn't always look like she had just had a nervous breakdown in a minivan. (laughs) Um, But I like her realness because, um, and any realness I don't like about her is a projection of what I don't like in myself. We just learned that in the first segment. Okay. So it's, Hi. 
There's a family next to me at the store. I just heard the dad say to his kid, well, it's brave to go on a roller coaster. And it's also brave to say you don't want to go on a roller coaster. Wanted to tell you something good. That is good. I liked that. If someone would have told me that as a kid, because I was so scared of roller coasters, but I was more scared of how people would respond if they found out I was scared to go on roller coasters. Because in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, I'd say all through middle school, roller coasters are like a like drinking or sex. Like it is like the baddest thing you can do as like a kid is like go on a roller coaster. That means you're badass. It's like getting hyper. It's like, you know, the cool kids go on roller coasters. You're cool if you can do that. And if you're scared of things, you're a baby and you're a dork. And I was terrified of roller coasters. And I wish someone would have pinpoint or told me that admitting what you're scared of is actually brave because no one does it. That would have maybe Especially helped Especially if you're me. a guy. With a Twizzler dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a guy scared of roller coasters, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was probably more pressure on men to be like strong and like really scary rides and stuff. But I still, I don't know. Chris loves that stuff and I think it's stupid to love that stuff because – I don't understand why you want to feel, want your body, why you want to trick your body into feeling like it's dying. Yeah, we already do that enough with getting laser treatment. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's for a purpose. The irony of it really love it is they say that it makes them feel very alive. Mm hmm. It's the same thing as like base jumpers or any of these guys that just do this stuff. It's like, yeah, it makes you feel alive to cheat death. Or to have your body convinced that you, the endorphins that you get from it. I mean, I came on the X Factor ride at uh, <laughs> what? Six Flags, yeah. Magic Mountain. There was a roller coaster that made me have an orgasm. Uh, 2007, <laughs> eight, something like that. Not joking you. Wow. Really did. Just spontaneous I, I, coming. And I knew it was one because I had never had one before. It was like <gasps> probably my first. It was insane. It was insane. Um, okay, Noah, will you share one of the videos that I have um, sent you? Okay, so this is from uh, Funny Videos. Oh, I love this so much. She is, oh, okay, so she is coming out of anesthesia. It's one of these videos where they, she had her mouth operated on and she's just saying weird shit, you know? Like, this is my worst nightmare of what I would say in this state of mind, but this Same. girl is so hilarious. Okay, here is Weston. Yeah. When was the last time you ever saw someone do the YMCA? When was the last time I saw someone do what? The YMCA. Oh, do the YMCA? When was the last time you know that? Oh. It's like you don't even care about the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> it's so she is crying because her mom or whoever's with her <laughs> and she's got she says when was the last time you ever seen and she's really serious about it um that makes me feel like honestly watching that i'm like that's me right before my period aka right yes! now. like just so irrationally yes! sad about everything and taking everything so personally <laughs> I'm right there right now. I am too. Our cycles are all synced up. Yeah, I'll be there in like three days. I'm there in two <laughs> days or maybe tomorrow. God willing. Eggs. And it's like, I, 
Yeah, just getting so upset about the dumbest stuff. Like, I just, I can't anymore with these hormones. I can't do it. I can't ride this roller coaster. I'm scared of this roller coaster. And I don't know if it's brave to admit that, but I don't trust my mind anymore. <laughs> it's Final only going to get worse. <laughs> I know. It. It's only going to get worse. How do people regulate? I got to do something about regulating my emotions because I am just so negative some days. Like I just woke up today just feeling so sad and I can't get out of it. And it's not like I can go, I can't do a podcast today. I can't, and I tried to do affirmations in the mirror. I went to Starbucks and I journaled for three pages. I I woke up early so because I, I kind of felt it coming on last night. And I go, I'm going to wake up early because I don't want to go into a podcast in a bad mood tomorrow. And to be honest, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm just still a little bit like agitated about certain things. So maybe it's a little bit, I can't help it though. I'm not trying to be this way. I think that's something that, we can all relate to, we can all relate to being in a bad mood and not being able to get out of it, right? Like mm -hmm. why, but then why when someone is in a bad mood around us and they don't get out of it, <laughs> is it so we fucking annoying? <laughs> I can't even relate or forgive. Because it's, it's like insane. at us. Because it's at us. I don't actually mind if someone's in a bad mood and it doesn't come out as like short-temperedness. If I'm right. just like, oh, they're having a bad day, that's fine. But if it's like, What? Like if they're oh, being yeah. a dick if it's to directed me, I'm like, at you. Yeah. Yeah. I can't forgive that. <laughs> well, even though even though you know it's not really about you, you know, like I we just don't do well with people being mad at us. And I think that's what comes back to this whole thing of me waking up to this text about like people analyzing your life. It makes me think that people are mad at me or they secretly they've uncovered why I'm a bad person and they've figured it out. Like I haven't already figured it out. Like I you know, and then that makes it because people I was texting with the girls chat today about it and trying to work out my feelings about it. And they were like, you know, they gave me back the same advice I give to my friends when they are worried about what other people think about them. And I just say they're going to be vapor someday. Everyone's going to be dead. And all of the thoughts that they have about you that m might be wrong or you might want to prove wrong. Their thoughts are going to be vapor. Everything's going to be vapor. Nothing matters. And it wasn't even the problem with my thing wasn't like I really don't care what other I guess I don't not care, but it's less about someone being mad at me or someone not liking me, and it's more about them being right. Like, I'm right. never like, I'm, they have it wrong. I'm a good person. I go, they're probably right, and I'm a bad person. It's not like I want to prove them wrong because I don't even, that's not even where my mind goes to go like, no, they don't get it. I need to set them straight about what really happened there. And they don't know, they're only seeing his side of things and they don't even know what really happened. And instead, I just go, no, they're right. I don't even pretend they're not right. I don't even combat it in that way. Yes, I call them a loser on my podcast and try to incite, you know, <laughs> try to poke that bear even more. But um. Yeah, I just tend to think they're right. And then that's where I go into this like hole. Um, Here's what I have to remedy that. What? And if I opened my own therapy center and became a psychiatrist, this is what I would tell my patients in every session. Who cares? Because think about it. If I go on Reddit and I read about myself, which I never have, and people say something that I fear is actually true, like, oh my God, she has such an annoying voice, or she's not even that great of a singer, or her songs aren't even that good, or all my worst fears, like her lyrics don't even make sense, or whatever, uh, or like she looks like Tom Petty, like anything. And I'm she like, oh like my God, what? what? Tom Petty. Oh, I think you said Tom. <laughs> like, what if, what if they're Flattering. right? 
who cares? Like, what if they are right? I, I haven't seen it. Does it mean that I have to believe them? No. And like, what if it's true that I look like Tom Petty and my lyrics are bad and I can't really sing? It's so what? Right. Well, my thing is I care because I don't want to be a bad person in this world. And I feel like bad people just are drains on society. And so it makes me want to kill myself. But what if you so it makes me want to just eliminate myself from the world? Um, like, what if you are a bad well, no. person? Like, lean into it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't be able to help it. There's nothing I can really do about it if I'm a bad person. But it, then it just makes me upset that I got dealt this shitty hand. It comes back to, like, why did my parents have sex and make something like me? Why didn't they just okay, adopt so and then not what? make something like me? <laughs> Coming back around. I'm doing the teal swan technique, too, I just realized. Like, and then yeah, what? Yeah, so what? Lean into it. And then what? Then well, what? then if I'm a bad person, then I have to give up, like, I should give up veganism. I should give up being an aunt. I, like, I I should just lean into being a horrible person and being selfish. But then that's not what I want to do. And so I guess, I guess I don't, I don't really know what, you could keep doing that all day, but I guess I just feel like a fraud and that people see into it okay and so then if it's true if what everything they say is true then I then I have no respect for anyone who's gotten to me to where I am I have no respect for my loved ones who love me and think I'm great I have no respect for my family who made me and think that I'm great I if if they're if what they're saying about me is true then everyone who likes me is wrong and I don't really want to be friends with them anymore and I don't want them in my life because they're wrong okay wait hold on here's lying to me here's something for you to think about what do you do for that Okay, so you don't read the comment. You don't know exactly what is said. It's it's your mind that's that's telling you what all these bad things are. I'm usually pretty right, but you, yes, okay. You're setting the terms of what makes you a bad person, and your brain is trying to find all those links. Mm-hmm. So if you can just kind of like say to yourself, okay, well, let me go over. Is this true? No, because I am this way. I'm compassionate. I went and I bought this cat two cans of food, whereas someone who is less you know, kind-hearted would just keep walking and say, oh, well, that's going to be, you know, like, who cares? It's just a street cat. Right. You know, like, y- you are able to dispel the things that your primitive brain is telling you where it's just like, you're bad, mm. you're bad. But you're setting those terms. It's not the comments because you don't know what the comments are actually saying. Yes, I don't. I will reiterate that. I will never look at anything. And I would encourage no one to look on it, at it on my behalf to go defend me. Like, it's no point in talking to these people. And I don't even want you to read it. People who like me and are like, what are they saying about her? Because it's honestly, negative. it will poison you to not like me. You think that it won't. And you'll be like, no, I like you no matter what, Nikki. It will poison you. You will kind of see something that they're saying and it'll make you just look at me differently and if you want that then fine but i'm telling you that's what happens even if these people are just you know egomaniacal trolls um that's what does it all really comes down to your relationship with yourself which is piggybacking off what noah said so like no matter this is why i love byron katie who talks about like is it true is it true and like being unoffendable basically Mm -hmm. like you know if someone said the worst thing to her ever like she probably be like, oh, I could see some truth to that. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter because your relationship with yourself and your knowledge of yourself is the primary yes. thing. Yes. Like that. Okay. It's bad, though, when you do have a bad relationship with yourself. 
Yeah. So then that's and that's the thing info. that needs nurturing, and yes, that's the right. thing that needs work more than trying to figure out how to make other people happy. And that's why I stand in the mirror. I approve of myself all day long. I approve of myself. And I I didn't do it that much this weekend because I was too busy. So I just got to get back on that, and then I will feel better across the board. Um, I also took Lion's Mane supplement this morning. I don't recommend that. It has changed nothing for me. It was supposed to give me like a pep in my step and like a better outlook on life. It has not. It's bullshit. Amazon, you know, sold me a raw deal or maybe there's some bad supplements, but Lion's Mane does not change your life or eliminate your problems. What's it um, supposed are- to help? It's supposed to like help with ADD and like just give you energy and make you mentally focused. It's all of it's supposed to help with all of that. My friend Elon Gold, comedian, was like, "It'll change your life," and I was like, "Yes!" And it's then a I mushroom, read something right? this weekend, and I yeah, it's a kind of mushroom. So oh, um, I've heard of this lion's mane. Yeah, I I don't recommend it. It, did, it didn't do anything for me today, but I am back on track of drinking a lot of water because I've realized all I drink is Zevia soda. <laughs> Literally, that's all I drink. And so I'm trying to drink more water. Um, These are the kinds of resolutions that I have. Um, Watch more like Downton Abbey type shows. Uh, Watch more alone. Spend more time in nature. I think that is something I'm definitely getting into of just like – because I've been working out on a, a treadmill recently, and they have the little sim, stimulate, simulation, simulated runs and walks and stuff. And a lot of them have been going through nature. And I'm like, I want to go to this place, but it's in my small gym on a little screen. And even that is being like, okay, I can see how this would work. And I try to like get closer to the screen so I can immerse myself in it and maybe make it like an, you know, an IMAX experience or like you know, virtual reality. But it doesn't work that way. So um, watching the show alone and also on that treadmill has been encouraging me to get more out more. But then when I step outside without my headphones on, a cat asks me for help. And then I get <laughs> sad that the world is so cruel and little cats have to give birth in the cold and the bushes. All right, guys, that's the podcast today. Thank you, Anya, for being here. Thank you, Noah. We look forward to all uh, so much fun in this new year with the podcast. And um, thank you guys for listening today. And tomorrow will be a better day for me. I can't wait to hear from you and see you then. Don't be Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.